What's up, everybody? Enzo Foster, gentleman here. Hypocritical Millennial, episode eight, yo. Eight episodes in, still rocking, still rolling. How's everybody doing today? Thank you for checking me out. Regardless of what day it is, just thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Um, again, this is episode eight. We're going to mix it up with a variety of topics today. The Astro World Festival, man. We're going to talk about that. I know you've seen that. Uh, it's been going on over the weekend. Travis Scott's getting sued by a lot of people. Uh, because of a tragic event. They're saying 8 to 11 people have passed away uh, from the ages of 14 to, I believe, 27. Wow. Um, even some victims that are like 9 and 10 years old, that's their own. I, I don't know why they're there, but hey, listen, victims are as young as them or, yes, uh, not passed away, but injured. But uh, regardless of the fact, um, yeah, Travis uh, is now being pulled in. This is being one of the people blamed. He's being sued. Even Drake. Um, Live Nation, Houston, who ran the whole thing, and then also the security company. So just to see who's at fault and how did this actually happen to go down in the first place because of the pandemic. Um, also, Baby Shark being used as a torture method. Um, three prisoners are suing at the detention center in Oklahoma for using Baby Shark as a method of torture. And I just want to jump into that as well. Also, Hall of Fame of Toys. There were three toys that were nominated into the Hall of Fame just recently. Just want to go over a list of the toys that made it. Some that you don't think are toys that actually made this list. And there's some that were disrespected and made the list late that you would figure that would be like number one or at least within the first year or first group of being nominated in the Hall of Fame. And then this can't be real life, can't be real news. Strange topics that don't sound like it's real news is actually real news. Um, hypocritical millennial episode eight. Like I said, we're gonna mix it up. We got some fun. But again, hopefully every past week has been blessed full. And if it hasn't been full of bless and it's been full of stress, then prayers to you and hopefully you get everything in line when you need to be. Um I don't know if anybody caught this movie in the past few days or past week, uh the hard day fall. Well, real quick, dope, dope movie. If you haven't checked it out, please, please, please check it out. Um, not going to give away a lot of it, but it looks it's like a, a cowboy movie in a sense, an old western, um, but a black cast. Uh, Idris Elba's in it. Ozzy Beast, Regina King, Jonathan Majors, Lakeith St- uh, Stanfield, uh, amongst some people that's in there right now. Um, but it's a dope movie. Um, great acting. Regina King kills it. The Keith Stanford kills it too. Uh, my favorite character in the movie, but I'm not, again, not going to say too much, but just check it out. It is worth the watch. Very violent, though. I'll give you a heads up. It's a violent movie. I mean, I kind of like movies like that, but it is entertaining, though. Um, and one thing, though, that kind of bothered me was the lingo because it wasn't much of a Western. Well, it didn't seem too western by some of the things the way they were saying, but I mean, regardless of the fact, it was still a dope movie. Um, it was a, the acting was great, the action was great, um, the, just the way it was filmed, everything. It was it was just good. Just just take my word for it. The Heart of Fall, good movie. Also, that's out right now. Snowfall, man, dope show too, man. I don't know if anybody been keeping track of Snowfall. Snowfall is a very very dope dope show. In my opinion. I know people are going to say I'm probably crazy for this, but I feel like it's better than power. Yes, I said it. 
I feel like Snowfall is better than Power. But hey, that's just me. I love the show though. It's real, real dope. The acting there, everything storyline. It's, it's just a dope show. Um, get knock and give it away. You can Google or look it up. Or man, just catch it on Hulu or FX. However you want to, you know, view it. Just check it out, man. Dope show. Trust me. Take my word for it. Um, but outside of all that film and stuff, um, how about what's going on right now in, in, in sports, man? Some crazy things going on in sports right now. You got uh, this incident with Henry Ruggs, uh, this player wide receiver for uh, Oklahoma. Uh, what is it? Uh, Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders now, what they call now. They, they switched it up. But yeah, he got into this bad accident. He was going like 152 miles per hour and then rear-ended a young lady who had her dog in the car as well and it burst into flames and they passed away. Yeah, sad situation um, right now with them. But then they also have somebody just recently right now they got arrested for threatening to kill somebody because they were filming themselves online with a gun. Um... What is it with people filming themselves with gun on social media? Like, I, I don't understand that to this day. Like, I, that sometimes I just feel like social media just make people just do the dumbest things. And they just don't think of the consequences. They just want to show out. But <laughs> so you're an athlete, first of all, and doing stupid stuff like this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But guess you deserve what's coming to you. Um... I swear, if I was in a position like that, athlete making thousands of dollars, I'm, I'm damn sure not doing nothing stupid like that. But, yeah, man. And also Aaron Rodgers, too, as well. Um, people want him right now because of this whole COVID thing. He said he was immunized or something against COVID, whatever that was supposed to mean. I guess he's, you know, he was trying to fool people to say he was vaxxed, but he really wasn't vaccinated. But, yeah, now um, the NFL is coming on him pretty hard right now because he is out partying with people during Halloween with no mask on. He was around different people and stuff, and now he has COVID coming back to the game. And, you know, they they wanted their players back. So, uh, yeah, things ain't looking good for him right now. He was allegedly taking medical advice from Joe Rogan. If people know who Joe Rogan is. I'd probably be the last or one of the last people you want to take medical advice from, but allegedly this guy has been doing it. Who knows why? Um, you have millions of dollars. There's other doctors out here that could give you decent medical advice. I don't know why you would go to him, but hey, listen. To each they own. It's your body. Rock out. Do as you please. But hey, again, don't make no sense to me. Um, but around the corner, Christmas time. You know what that means. The music is here. The decorations is up. And we just completely forget about Thanksgiving. <laughs> and that means Mariah Carey's about to thaw out of her ice block and get ready to sing the queen of, ho- you know, the queen of the holidays from Queen of Christmas. Um, get ready for that music, man, because it's about to drive you crazy. You're going to hear it all day, all night, 24-7. I mean, Christmas, great holiday, but it's just wild how we just skip over Thanksgiving. It's completely forget about it. Like, you barely see any Thanksgiving decorations. If you ever do, you'll probably just see a shelf. And that's pretty much it. But you're not going to see much for Thanksgiving. Regardless of the fact, you'll see trees, you'll see lights, you'll hear music. you see all kinds of stuff for Christmas. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, man, it's like, 
yeah, it's, it's like that forgotten stepchild or something, man. It's, it's crazy, but um, this hair is coming, and it's coming uh, just as fast as you think. And Christmas is around the corner, so get that list ready. Um, and just be ready for that music. I'm not, because that means it's going to be two months of the same music over and over and over again. And I'm just not ready for it. But besides that, it is the holidays. So supposed to bring holiday cheer. We'll see. I think for one, holiday shopping brings the worst out of people because they're more antsy. They're in a rush trying to find things that they're looking for and they can't find it and they're upset and yeah, you know, all that stuff. But hey, whatever. I don't feel like holidays about gifts. It's just about being around family and your loved ones. But that's just me. But anyway, back to this. Hypocritical Millennial, episode 8. We about to jump into this, mix it up, have some fun, get ready for the ride, yo. Let's go. Hypocritical Millennial, Enzo Foster, gentlemen here. We're going to jump into this Astro World Festival, um, dealing with Travis Scott. Tragic situation. Never want to see uh, loved ones, you know, get hurt or lose their lives. Going to an uh, event that's supposed to be, you know, for fun, for entertainment. And then to turn around and find out that they're seriously injured or lost their lives or just traumatized at what they've seen. It's a real sad situation. So prayers to everyone who lost a loved one, who was mentally scarred by the situation or dealt with any kind of injuries. Um, Really, really a sad thing that happened. So um, prayers to everyone out there. First of all, I just want to say that. So, um, with this Astro Festival, um, Travis Scott, he's a 29-year-old rapper, blew up through the years, started his career back in, I believe, 2012, signed a few deals with Kanye, with Production Wise, with T.I., with the recording deal, and then from there, you know, his career, you know, just blew up. Out of nowhere, he's a very talented guy. Like I said, he did a lot of production with Kanye. Music is pretty good. Not not going to knock him. I, a few songs I like from Standouts are Goosebumps, Stop Trying to Be God, and Antidote. Just to name a few. So, I mean, he is a pretty dope rapper. Um, not going to, you know, shade him or anything on that. So. Um, he has this annual concert that goes on in Houston. Um, it's called the Astro World Festival. Uh, he had uh, it happened on Friday, this past Friday, August, I believe it was the fifth that this went down. Uh, he had numerous artists that came through. It wasn't just him. Uh, some popular one, Roddy Rich, SZA. I think Master P was there. Just to name a few others. It was a lot, but we're not going to drag it out because I'm pretty sure everyone heard the story. You looked it up and seen everything that was going on. But um, 
during these performances, it's this particular fest- festival this year, um, it seemed to be a particular theme that was, you know, that tend to happen, which was people tend to break in somehow either by climbing a fence, you know, going through the barriers, past the guard and stuff like that. And this year, um, that particular situation happened where people knocked over metal detectors, broke their way in, and got into the concert, past the cops, and they even had like cops on horses trying to stop people. But you know, it was just so many people, they just kind of, you know, just tried to stop whoever they could. But from the jump, it was already chaos from there, which wasn't a good sign. And there was reports allegedly that a cop even mentioned to Travis Scott earlier that, you know, also with COVID, obviously the elephant in the room, that it was a lot of people there that maybe this festival shouldn't be going on. And then also that the incident that's going on with people getting rowdy, is that maybe it wasn't a good idea, but I guess the team decided Maybe it was Live Nation Houston, who knows, decided to go on with the show. So the show continued. Now it started to get crowded. People started getting rowdy. Uh, there's videos of people like getting into fights and stuff like that. Um, people already jam-packed early in the day and quitting or, you know, leaving the show because there was too many people there and it was too hot. Uh, some people were already passing out early in the day while you know the performers you know performers were performing during the day so already it was wasn't a good sign and it was way too many people there from the jump there was also mention of how the stage was designed and how it wasn't set up right for people to have a good amount of space especially if they wanted to see the performers because in the middle of the crowd was a, a, I guess it was like another uh, like platform for all the cameramen and because because so many people want to get to the front people didn't want to stand in the middle behind that platform so they tried to work their way either to the left towards the front or to the right towards the front and was pushing people so close that they started to get smushed especially people towards the front near the gate they were the ones that pretty much was getting crushed and was feeling the blunt force of, you know, people being there. Now with the party, you know, the people who already bought tickets and then people already broke in, it was clearly over capacity. And at some point, I feel like somebody should have said something. Maybe somebody should have went around and started asking people for tickets or something just to try to weed out the people that was there, but I don't know, maybe it wasn't enough people to do that, or maybe that was an option, but that just wasn't mentioned yet uh, because it's still an open case that's going on right now. But um, I I felt like that should have been an option there. Maybe just to kind of reduce how many people that was there. But again, I don't know, you know, Maybe they did do that. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just didn't have, a, you know, the adequate enough of staff. Maybe they was too busy trying to chase the other people that were trying to break in. Because there were, like, people trying to break in from 
different parts of the section. And I guess because the festival been there multiple years, I guess people were more familiar with how to maneuver and get around the guards and get to the festival. So, fast forward. Let's get to Travis Scott performance. Already now, this is like mass capacity. Um, I watched the performance. Uh, let me just say real quick. I, I did watch the performance because I just wanted to see exactly what's going on. And I did notice three minutes into the performance, I believe, you can hear a few people like yelling help, which is wild. But I guess it's because of where the cameramen are located. That's why you can pick up on it. But not to say that maybe Travis could hear it because he's on stage already with the sound blaring, fireworks going on, um, the lights flashing, and you know, the crowd already yelling. So who knows what he can hear, what he can see. But through the performance, um, you can hear a few people like, you know, yelling, you know, help and stuff like that. Now, with the stage and stuff and everything, the whole setup was, it, that's just, it was pretty dope, real fast. Um, so it, it's easy to get lost and get caught up in like the moment, um, the way the whole stage was set up, uh, the lighting and everything, um, the fireworks, it was just, it was, it was really appealing. Like you, if you were to watch it, you would get pretty much lost into it. But also you can pick up on like every now and then when the music cut off, you can hear some people saying, you know, keep the show going. Let's go Travis. Or some people say, you know, uh, hey, Travis, pick me up or, or I guess on stage. I don't know if they say, you know, let's go on stage, which they probably were. Or who knows if they say, you know, just give me up on stage because it's too crowded in the front. But during this whole time, apparently like when everyone was up front, even before Travis performed, there were people already like laid out in the front or passed out or, you know, leaving the show because it was just too crowded. They couldn't take it. But, you know, the show continued to go on. Um, now, I've been to a few shows where, you know, people drink, you know, people do drugs, um, you know, stuff like that. And they get dehydrated and they pass out. Or, you know, they throw it up somewhere in a corner or something, something like that. So, um, not to say that this amount of people is normal, but, you know, I guess some performers, they're used to seeing people pass out because people get too excited because they see their favorite artists or, you know, the usual, you know, they're thinking because either, you know, they dehydrated, you know, they maybe did something they weren't supposed to do and they're passing out. So, um maybe that was one of the reasons why Travis or you know the show kept going on because they were assuming that it was hot people were probably were drinking water doing other things and that's the reason why they're passing out or maybe because it was crowded and that's why they were leaving um, just a thought to think about but the show kept going on um, now there were moments where he did stop uh, early in the show as I was watching it when he did see the cop car in the crowd, he he asked, you know, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, what's that? And he looked around, but then he did 
unfortunately they you know put middle fingers in the sky now maybe he was thinking a cop was trying to stop the performers or stop whoever was like doing a mosh pit in there who knows but yeah unfortunately yeah, he said put a middle finger in the sky and it put two two hands in the sky which didn't look good for people who were trying to say that he didn't care about the people you know were getting hurt and the people that were dying there so through the performance goes through all that uh there's another time where he's he sees somebody i guess in front of the stage or in front of him who's in dire need or needs help and he says a name i guess he knew the guard or knew somebody who took the person he just said yeah take him to the back you know they weren't doing well that was early in the show and then of course there's the infamous one where they see he's standing on a stool and stops the the performance and then tell the people to help the guy that's in the front and get him out. So there are times where he did see that people were in need of help. But I guess, you know, with everything that was going on, because we're aware and we're seeing the videos that's happening and we know the amount of people that get that got hurt, especially the people that were there, it, it wasn't it didn't good look it wasn't a good look on his part because of the fact that he kept performing. But again, like he's on stage with lights, with a lot of noise, he got earplugs in his ear. Um, you know, it's hard to see what's going on in the crowd because at certain performances, the crowd would, you know, it was dark within the crowd and the only thing lit was the stage. So if you're looking at it from that point, it's kind of hard to see. Now, what was going on on the side of him, they were saying that he was able to see people that was on the side that was laying out or that was getting taken out. Now, who knows if they try to buzz him in the air and tell him to stop it. Uh, that I don't know. But if that was the case, then yes, he should have stopped it in the air. Um, some people say he should have just stopped it in general, but I'm usually not at festivals when it's overcrowded like that, number one, because I'm claustrophobic and I can't take being bunched up like that especially in standing room. If I'm going to be somewhere where it's crowded, I'd rather go to a stadium where it's, you know, it, it, it's receipts, where you go to sit down. I prefer that rather than standing up and being bunched up, you know, cooped up with a bunch of people. That's just not comfortable for me. So that's one. And then two, standing out in the heat for that long, I don't know like how often people faint. I've never been to like stuff like Woodstock, anything like that, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure like people do faint and stuff like that. And I already see a lot of people faint. So maybe that was just a common thing that he was seeing where he's like, you know, these people passing out because they were, you know, doing things maybe they weren't supposed to do or they were dehydrated and it was hot. So maybe just looking at it from his point of view, maybe that's why he kept performing. But when you watch the videos and just see how crowded and crazy it was, it's wild that it wasn't enough security to help and just kind of like maneuver people away from each other, space it out. And it's pretty sad and tragic. The unfortunate thing though, is that eight people did die from this situation. Um, it's a tragic thing. It, it, first they said it was 11 and then it was eight. Um, they all range from 14 to I believe 27. And then uh, I just found out recently that there was a, a nine-year-old 
who's uh, currently unconscious and whose organs are like pretty bad because uh, he he was trampled because he was on his father's shoulder and the father passed out. And when the father passed out, I think I believe the father passed away, but the child fell to with him and he, you know, fortunately, you know, got trampled to along with the father. And then with the 10 year old, not too sure that they didn't say quite. Yeah, they didn't really say what happened with them. I, with the other with the other eight victims, they didn't really say. We know. Um, I know early in the report they were saying it was like dehyd. They had dehydration or cardiac arrest, um, but there was no like final report or anything as far as to like how these people passed away. But uh, from reading on Instagram and stuff like that, I do see some people saying that it was actually more. And what they're reporting that was there that passed away. And if that's the case, that's crazy. And for it to keep going on, if it was more than like 8 or 11, I mean, even still, if that was the case, I would stop the show. And if they did tell Travis that, then yeah, uh, that's messed up. He kept going. Why that kept happening? But then again, like who knows? If, if nobody's telling them, he can't really see what's going on in the back. I mean, he could in the front. And again, maybe his security is just moving everybody out to the point where he was thinking everything's cool because nobody's telling him, yo, this is getting bad. Yo, you need to stop this. So he kept going. But there were certain scenes where he did stop it or did mention that somebody was in need or was aware that something was going on and took notice. But I, I feel like it's kind of messed up that they made it seem like he just kept going and just said F everything, I'm gonna keep performing and, and didn't take notice of anything at all. I mean, the stopping part, yes. Again, if he knew how bad the situation was, then yes, he should have stopped it. But then, Again, he's hearing more cheers than, you know, than I guess, again, people saying help. And that's only because we're hearing it because of the angles of the camera that's picking up those people saying it. He probably can't hear it from where he's standing on stage. So he only can stop and pick out what he see. I don't know. I mean, that's what I just think. But I guess we'll find out what really happened. There's also a report that was somebody going around and sticking a need on people um, like fentanyl or some kind of drug and causing them to have uh, or cause cardiac arrest. Uh, the one, I guess, I think it was a security guard. I'm trying to look up the name, but I can't find the name. But it was a security guard that said that he got poked in the neck by someone and he passed out. And they, they you know, they brought him back. And he, they, he, they said in his neck it showed a puncture wound as if it was something like a needle. So we don't know if that was, that happened to the other eight people. There's no other, you know, report again of their condition or how they passed away. Um, and then there's no one else who who 
said anything about the needle thing. So there's a lot of people who say and that's just a cover up to what actually happened. And people wish they got trampled or they got, you know, scorched because they were so compressed against other people that they couldn't breathe or had panic attacks or, um, yeah, went into cardiac arrest, which is messed up. And to have to go through that, you know, when you're seeing someone that you that you admire, going to a, an event that you, you know, you want to enjoy. But, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, for one, I try to stay away from stuff like that, especially now. I mean, it's still COVID. That's still going on. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of holidays that's gonna be messed up because all these people that were there and around each other, and you know they weren't wearing masks. And they were so compressed against each other and stuff like that. On top of like just being injured. And who knows how many other people are like unconscious or, or passed away. Because the number went from eight to 11. Nobody really knows. But now it's to the point where Travis is being sued. There's numerous people, numerous people that's actually suing him now because of the situation. Um, I for one feel like it's kind of at fault. It can't be totally just him. I think it should be one, like the security company, they should have had more security there. More people there because you know it's Travis Scott. I mean, this is a big time artist. Should have more people there. Live Nation, maybe because of the setup. The way it was set up, that wasn't a good look either. Uh, it could have done better. Like, they should have left that the space in the middle for everyone so they could just spread out rather than have a big platform in the middle for the camera people. I'm sure there was another way they could fit them and there where they could have spaced all that out. But now that even Drake is included in that. He just issued an apology, but people still coming after him. They, they felt like he enticed the crowd to come forward. But I mean, sometimes like, I mean, you can't, they can't really control what people think or do. Again, like, there were people out there acting rowdy. There was people throwing drinks into crowds of people, starting fights. Uh, it was really just a wild situation from the jump. I think it, it, it was way too many people. Should have been somewhere where it could have been more of a controlled environment. Maybe, like, in a stadium. Because you still have COVID going on anyway. And then you have people that's familiar with the location who's breaking in. So they already know like what where the weak spots are, how they could get in. They say there's not many security. So you know like they're gonna come in a large group and just bung rush because security only can stop for so many people. crazy thing is not good it's not a good look on Travis part either because I mean it's report well not reported but yeah this happened numerous times before where 
there's been the people that got injured. Um, the one time where he enticed the crowd to jump the stage and to go past security. So uh, people looking back at that, and that's not a good look uh, on his part. But again, in this situation, it was total opposite. And the way the stage was set up, again, with the lights, the, the flames, all that stuff, it's going to be hard for him to hear. Again, not making excuses for him. Nah, not at all. But there's so many people that was in that crowd, so many people cheering. It's, it's pretty hard to pick out, you know, what's going on. But, I mean, he's, uh, the one thing he's doing, um, which I give him credit for, he's, he's paying for funeral costs for all the victims. And for those who are, you know, who, who are traumatized mentally by the situation, he's going to pay for them to see, you know, a counselor as well. And he's refunding people who attended the event. He's going to refund them their money as well so i mean that's good on his part there's also other artists who are um stepping up to and donating to those victims as well which is pretty dope too um, roddy rich is one of them that's out there who says something i believe kanye or um yay as it go by now um he's also uh, said something that he's donated to which is pretty dope uh, to but I mean, to some people, um, that's, that's still not enough. Um, there's also people out there who believe that this is like, you know, I guess we could go into the conspiracy theory section real fast. They believe this is some kind of like sacrifice. I guess you could say. Um, to the people that's in charge, quote unquote, or... Um, the higher power people or the people that's in control of his career as you could say or as those who believe like I mean long story short Illuminati so um, some people do believe like that this is like some kind of situation where he wanted this to happen um, this is planned because of the way for one the way the stage was set up and the way the, the performance went down uh, when it opened up, it had like a burning phoenix or a burning dove. And it opened up with saying, see you on the other side. Which made some people felt uncomfortable. Um, there were some reports that some people felt like it felt dark or heavy there. Or they felt uncomfortable. Well, obviously uncomfortable because you're bunched together. Um, but some people just felt like even while watching it live stream that it just didn't feel right the way it was set up and when it opened up it opened up with uh, the all-seeing eye in the middle of what looked like uh, it was like a tunnel built within a cave and it had the quote-unquote all-seeing eye looking around looking at the people as Travis Scott was performing so that also made some people feel uncomfortable now, another thing too, which I guess is like coincidental, uh, he came out with 
like it's like a little mixtape or a little EP with two songs on there. And the cover of this, the little like little mixtape or you know whatever you want to call it, it's called the or it says the true dystopia is here. And under it says when end arrives, it's really the beginning. And then above the picture of him, I guess it's it's, it's a picture like an old picture of like was supposed to be like a a bat boy. We're supposed to like Travis Scott. Uh, I'm pretty sure you look up the picture. Uh, but above it says, who knows what lies beneath the surface. So this coincidentally came out, which also made, you know, conspiracy theorists start to, you know, think that this was like a whole planned event because it came out the same day. Now, dystopia, um, the definition of it is an imagined state or society in which there is great suffering or injustice. So when people put the see you on the side in the beginning with the conditions of everything that was going on, like people were saying it also felt like hell because it was hot. Um, I guess because the flames that were shooting out every now and then and the fireworks. And I guess, you know, they were all smushed together and couldn't breathe. So people felt like they're all it, it, you know, obviously just didn't feel right. And seeing that message and the all seeing eye, and then the song, uh, what was the song that Escape Plan that started, which is one of the songs that's off of that mixtape that has the the true dystopia's hair cover. Some some people feel like that was a first. There was a the first song that was the first choice for a reason because of the fact that there was no escape plan there was no way to get out or you had to fight your way to get out because it was uncomfortable at that time so they were going as as deep as to that um there's also another thing too where they were saying some people felt like the tunnel the way it was built was like a, a portal and they would link it to this, uh, it's like a nuclear research area that's in Europe called CERN. They linked it to that because this, this company called CERN, they tried to recreate the Big Bang. But some people believe that they're trying to, you know, get in tune with the alternate universe or get into other portals and stuff like that or get in tune to hell long story short so if you look it up it's it's a tunnel that they build in europe somewhere i believe it's on a borderline of like switzerland and france but they're trying to like recreate the big bang and some people believe like this is something that could destroy the earth or that they're again conspiracy theorists believe that they're trying to open up another portal to another world so when people see this tunnel, um, there's videos on Instagram again where people say, you know, this is like a tunnel for CERN. And, you know, this look crazy. This doesn't sound right. And then there's there was allegedly, I don't know if this was true, uh, a weird sound or weird noise that was playing all throughout before the performance started um, that made people felt uncomfortable. So, I mean, conspiracy theorists also now are saying too. 
know, cancel Travis because of all this that's going on because they're putting all this together and saying that this guy, you know, planned all this and this was like a sacrifice because allegedly, you know, to be famous, you either have to, you know, sacrifice something to this group, Illuminati, allegedly, that's in control of everything and in control of musicians. So they believe that this was his way of continuing his career, making it so famous. But I mean, if you look at it, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a way because he's getting sued left and right. But I mean, what do I know? Again, I feel like he shouldn't be like, you know, 100% guilty. I feel like Live Nation and the security company should hold majority of the blame of the situation because one there wasn't enough security there two because so many people were able to break in before or and they were able to do it again they should have obviously knew where those weak points were to stop people from coming in i mean that's what i think and then also just as you see it's getting crowded just go through and try to weed out the people who don't have tickets but again, maybe they did. I don't know. But I feel like that would have been an option. And then again, just the way the whole the thing was set up, I just feel like the the whole floor or the whole area in front of the stage should just be open for open for the crowd. That way they wouldn't have been so squished together. Maybe it would have been more room, would have saved more lives. Who knows? But with him being on stage with the earplugs, the lights flashing, music blaring, he's trying to focus on remembering lyrics, trying to do his performance. And then hearing people, hearing more cheers than the people calling for help. He thinking everything's okay. He, gotta, he has to put on a show for those people that's cheering. But I don't think we should cancel them, man. I see he's giving a refund. He's paying the funeral costs. He's paying for people who's, again, mentally traumatized by the situation. He even canceled this. He took himself off of, I think, a show in Vegas. So I don't think we should cancel him. I, I honestly just think this should just be a lesson. They just learn in the future. And the, real quick, before I end this, the crazy thing real fast, um, there was a performance I read with, uh, with Cat Williams where there was a person that wasn't feeling well. And this is this is where it's getting to now, where he stopped his performance and took a break because he, he well, he, he made a comment about the Travis Scott situation and how he didn't want to get caught up in that. And then um, also, Tiana Teller did the same thing. She stopped the show because somebody wasn't feeling well. And I think the same thing made a mention of Travis Scott's situation. So now it's, it's going to start getting to the point where performers now, they you know, when they see situations like that, they're going to stop because they're going to feel like, you know, maybe they're going to get sued. Man, we need to pay attention now and really stop the show because who knows, maybe this person is going to say, I'm at fault. 
But in this situation here, obviously, it was over capacity. I mean, it was way too many people there. Even during the day, you could see that people were passing out. People were, like, trying to get out. People were, like, like you could see only them from their neck up. It was already crazy from the jump. Like, they so... Before it to even go on that long, even before it got to Travis, it's just crazy. Which, again, I, I believe, like, Nod Nation and security should have put a stop to that before or clear all that out before it even happened. But what do I know? Again, the tragic thing, many lives are now altered because of this. It went from wanting to see your favorite artist have a good time to now being hurt, mentally traumatized, or losing your life. Again, prayers to everyone that's going through that. May your healing be easy. And now it's time for... Hey, yo, this can't be real life. Alright, that's right, y'all. It's time for this can't be real life or this can't be real news. We talk about news topics that don't sound like real news, but it's actually real news. So, check it. I know everybody heard Baby Shark, that annoying behind song that came out in 2015. First of all, can you believe that? Well, actually, I can believe that that video on YouTube has about, like, I believe, 6 billion views. Um, <laughs> real quick, I seen a, a, a meme thing, it's either on Facebook or Instagram, that said, when children hear Baby Shark, it's equivalent to adults when they hear Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was kind of funny. But um, yeah, so this Baby Shark song, it was used as a torture method in an Oklahoma prison, apparently. Check it. So... said it was almost midnight on November 30th, 2019 when two Oklahoma County Detention Center officers escorted this prisoner into a vacant room. They handcuffed him behind his back and secured him to the wall. Then they queued up the children's song Baby Shark, which allegedly played on a loop for three to four hours. Now, three to four hours, I couldn't even stand three seconds of the song. But yeah, they they did this to this poor man for three to four hours while he was forced to stand. They said the sound of it was so loud that it was vibrating on the walls all the way down the hallway. Now, apparently they did this to three other former detainees in this prison 
this seems to be like a, a common torture tactic to these guys out there which I mean Baby Shark makes sense it's a horrible song very annoying uh, I, I think that's very cruel I, I don't I don't even what made me even think of Baby Shark first of all I don't see how you didn't go to a heavy metal song. So, I mean, that's pretty creative that you picked Baby Shark. I'm guessing one of these, these prison, you know, these, these cops, whoever they were that, that was there, deputies, sheriffs, whoever, I really hate that song to the point where they thought this could be used as a torture method. I mean, I guess that does make sense. But man like to use it as a torture method baby shark that's a damn shame now they're gonna have nightmares for days and never get that song out of their head because once you hear it once it's a done deal that song is in your head for at least a good hour I'm not gonna sing it I'm not doing a melody because even if I do the melody it's a rap for me it's in my head and I, I'm just not gonna do it me talking about it, like I can hear it creeping and creeping, trying to creep into my brain, and I, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So I'm calling it right here with this. <laughs> but to use it as a torture method again, that's pretty messed up. Um, these guys actually, the deputies that did this, they eventually lost their jobs because the the you know the people in the prison or the detention center they said you know we don't tolerate this method like. You know what is this like what are we doing like handcuffing people to the wall and and, and playing baby shark it's cruel and inhumane um and it's just it, it, it's just cruel suffering again especially to hear that horrible song but to use that and to decide to use that yeah that's just odd and weird Baby Shark, man. You gotta be really heartless to do that. It's really heartless. Alright, everyone. Welcome back to This Can't Be a Real Life. Or This Can't Be Real News. We talk about news topics that don't sound like real news, but it's actually real news. So... I want to talk about this news that's out in Hong Kong about this bus that's meant for the customers to sleep on. So this bus company noticed that its customers were falling asleep on a bus. So they decided to launch a five hour or 47 mile ride to nowhere. Now, this is supposed to be a bus ride that costs 13 to $51 per person. And they provide you with a goodie bag that has an eye mask and earplugs. Now, $13 to $15, I could give you, I could tell you about a bargain. I could get you on a bus and a train that's for $250. It's called Scepter. I mean, you could sleep on there. I don't know if you really want to sleep on there though because your personal belongings may not be safe. But I mean, for 
$2.50. You could sit on there from one end to another and just fall asleep all day if you want. Shoot, sometimes you be lucky and take the whole ride around because they don't even kick half them people off sometimes. But $13 to $51 just to sleep on a bus. I mean, unless you playing some easy music or something, some kind of jazz or classical music or you're serving me like some kind of CBD drink or green tea, something like, you gotta give me something out of this. Like not just an eye mask and earplugs, you gotta give me something else to help me sleep. For $13, like what's that, half the ride? The 51 is the full journey? What happens if you don't fall asleep? Do you get 50% off? How come Scepter didn't think about this anyway? Then again, uh, that probably wouldn't be a good idea out here. Never mind. No, that wouldn't be a good idea. But $13 to $51 just to ride around and get people to sleep? Like, you notice that in the first place, they were already doing it. And for the people that's actually paying this, like, you're clearly getting suckered because this company knows that you were falling asleep on their previous buses that weren't costing $13 to $51. So you just take that ride to and from wherever you're going for a cheaper price. But then again, I don't know what's the condition of that trans route. But $13 to $51 just to sleep on a bus. Man, just stay home. Use your PTO time. Take some time off or something. Sleep in a bed. Why sleep on a bus? And even if you do that in the middle of your work or on the way to work, you're going to be sluggish and tired or you might miss your stop. And what job is going to even give you that much time anyway? I guess that's why it's $13 to $51. So you just pay whatever you can sleep. But I just wonder if it'll take you back to where you got to be. Ah, who knows? But damn, why not think of this? Well, then again, you can't think of this out here because it's not safe. But for those thirteen to fifty-one dollars, like truly a sucker. But whatever. It sounds ridiculous. But hey, if you want to sleep on a ride that's meant to, you know, sleep on a bus that's meant to be slept on, there you go, thirteen to fifty-one dollars, and you get a goodie bag, get your eye mask and earplugs. Got to make it out to Hong Kong. <laughs> That's crazy. I ain't going to be no sucker. You ain't catching me doing that. Alright, so before I wrap up the show real fast, um, I want to talk about the uh, National Toy Hall of Fame. Um, is anybody aware that that even existed? Because I didn't. But apparently this is something that's been going on since uh, 98. Uh, where the first uh, inauguration or the first runners made it into this National Hall of Fame. Uh, so real fast, I just want to talk about a few old, uh, popular ones and the few that were late bloomers that I felt like were disrespected real quick and some that I never even knew were considered um, toys to begin with 
Now, as far as the, the, you know, the first baller or the first runners or the first winners or whatever you want to call them, um, you have Barbie, you have Etch-A-Sketch, which I would, thought was called Etch-A-Sketch, but it's called Etch-A-Sketch. Never knew that. Um, Frisbee, Hula Hoop, Lego, which hurts if you step on them. Monopoly, which takes forever to, to play. Only ended once, every single time after that. Just call it quits. Play-Doh, roller skate, which I never knew were considered a toy, but roller skates are a toy. And the teddy bear, typical teddy bear. Uh, also you have Silly Putty, the Tonka truck, Jigsaw puzzle, alphabet blocks, checkers, but no chess. No, no ch uh, chess is not there. G.I. Joe, Jack in the Box, Baby Doll, The Ball, Dollhouse, Easy Big Oven, and then the Super Soaker, which was once almost banned. Or was it banned? I think it was banned before, or, or they were trying to ban it. I forgot why. Think because they were trying to say promoted violence. <laughs> but yeah. So, some of the ones that were disrespected, I felt like. Um, that got on this list very late. Um, number one, Uno. Uno didn't make this list until 2018. Uh, Uno is like the go-to, I think, almost for like game night or just gatherings in general. Like that's like one of the games you could play to break the ice easily. Now you might break somebody's heart when you drop that draw four, but I mean it's it's a fun game, you know, just to get everybody together. Um, the Rubik's Cube, that got on this at 20 in 2014. Never completed that. I, I never even got one side on the same color. I just chalked it. I eventually just picked the colors off and that's it. Uh, then you have Green Army Men. That made the list in 2015. Uh, Matchbox Cars, 2019. Thought that would have made the list a long time ago. Hot Wheels. Figured that made the list. That got on the list in 2011. Then you have Big Wheels in 2009. Everybody had a Big Wheel back then, but apparently this made the list 2009. Bubbles. Bubbles, I got crazy. This joint hit the list in 2014. Wow. Paper Planes, which I figured been out even before I was born, but that didn't make the list till 2017. And then the coloring book didn't make the list until 2019. Coloring book been out for forever. Like, for ages. Like, how is that making the list in 2019? I don't even know. Now, as far as what sparked the conversation for this National Toy Hall of Fame, uh, the recent winners are the American Girl dolls, which I thought were just dolls in general, but apparently American Girl dolls is a separate toy. Um, there's a game Risk, which I never played. And then a strange one, which is Sand. Which I thought Sand was just something that you just could go outside and just play with. But apparently this is considered a toy. I don't know how, but yeah. I guess because of the sandbox, but whatever. Um, now, as far as like other odd ones that were on this list, the Swing. I didn't know the Swing was considered a toy, but apparently it is. You have the blanket. Well, I guess because you can make a little castle, hang up the blanket and stuff. 
a little fort. Um, you had the stick, which I guess you could play with your dog, but I, I, I figured a stick, I don't know how that's a toy, but it is. And then you have the cardboard box, which I guess because you can make a fort, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, the cardboard box. Now, for you video game lovers out there, you have the Atari 2600, which if you still have that, that's a classic. Hang on to that because that's worth some money. And then you have the Game Boy and the Pinball, which I just never played. Game Boy's Clutch. Love the Game Boy. I had Game Boy, actually. I don't know where it is, but I got to find it. It's somewhere around here. Who knows? But Pinball, yeah, I just never really got into the whole Pinball thing. Kind of just... I never got into the pinball wave. I'm good on that. But yeah, that's the list for the National Toy Hall of Fame. Just want to talk about that real quick. But right after this, we're going to wrap it up for episode eight. Check it out. Be right back right after this short break. Bow. That's going to wrap it up for Hypocritical Millennial, episode 8. Again, I'm your host, Enzo Fostar Gentleman. Thank you, everybody, for checking me out, tuning me in. Mixed it up a little bit. Again, I got serious, had some fun real fast um, with a few topics. Uh, update to episode 9 on the way. Um, keep you posted on that. I'm going to try to throw a little filler in, um, you know, during the week, just to keep the podcast going update to that in the coming days also try to you know put you know present the podcast a little bit more fell a little bit behind this weekend due to technical difficulties but uh got everything jumping so you know want to get the podcast set you know out on tuesday as always even though it's a little late so again thank you everybody for tuning in checking it out today whether it's tonight whether it's tomorrow you know the weekend or whatever day just appreciate you check me out give me positive energy feedback um check me out on instagram the number three nzo5tar that's nzo5star and then also on youtube the number three nzo5tar and gentlemen exactly how it's spelled and it's all one word nzo5star gentlemen new videos on there to come also Got to update a few things. But with all that being said, again, thank you everybody for being patient and checking out this episode. Number eight, still going, still rocking, still rolling, still going strong. Hypocritical Millennial, new projects. Hopefully fingers crossed on the way. We shall see if everything's falling into place, hopefully. But with that being said, evolve, do not dissolve. Be blessed, be free of stress, peace, I'm out.